0: None of the content on this or any episode of the Kratom Science Podcast, Kratom Science Journal Club, or on any page of KratomScience.com is intended, nor should it be considered medical claims or medical advice. This is the Kratom Science Journal Club with Dr. Jonathan Cachet, neuroscientist and expert in psychopharmacology. In each episode, we discuss an article in a peer-reviewed journal. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher. Log and social media writer for KratomScience.com, your source for all things creative
1: So, how, how did the Archer go? Oh, it went very well, dude. It went better than expected. Um, you know, I mean, I. I didn't set the bar very high. Like I didn't know how much we were going to sell or not sell. Some of that stuff was really, you know, expensive, and we're not in the, we're not in Columbus, Ohio. So I was, you know, I would have been stoked if we sold like two paintings. But I mean, they ended up selling like thirty or forty paintings. Um, Wow. And you know, the the other thing too is I forget that uh, Don Wershafter. You know, he's been in this area for decades, for years, and so I always think like, oh man, it'd be great if like twenty people showed up. You know, I consider that a success, but there were hundreds of people there, dude. It was nice. Packed. It was fully packed. Yeah. So it was like, a it was a real big, big success. It exceeded my expectations in a number of ways.
0: Is, is there anything like on the, on the horizon?
1: Um, yes. The, the calendar is being developed pretty soon. I'm going to get the calendar on the cannabis museum website, but I will say this, go to cannabismuseum.com, and midway down through the page, you'll see uh, a friends of the cannabis museum where you drop in your email and then your, uh, your name and that'll at least get you on the list, the email list of the first people that will know about all the events. And I'm in charge of the email list, so I can promise you that there are absolutely no, uh, no, no spam headed your way. There'll be only like related to when events and things are happening. This is a
0: study. It was published in Nutrients, the journal, October 14th, 2022. This is from a team that was mostly at Wai if I'm hopefully pronouncing that right, Wai University in Thailand. And I noticed a couple of the people were affiliated with something called uh, Center of Excellence in Marijuana, Hemp, and Kratom, but I assume that's excellence. Uh, Might have been lost in translation there.
1: Yeah, Center so, of Excellence, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's actually interesting that there's a marijuana, hemp, and kratom department now at this university in Thailand. and I've never seen that or heard of it before. Um, I tried to look it up. I, it's probably due to the fact that marijuana, hemp, and kratom are now legal in Thailand. Okay, so the title of the paper is—hold on, I'm, I'm just going to play the pronunciations before I announce it. Glucosidase. Glucosidase. Glucosidase? Was that it? Let me see. Glucosidase.
1: Glucosidase. Glucosidase.
0: Inhibition of alpha-glucosidase and pancreatic lipase properties, or is that lipase? Are we going to get through the pronunciation? (laughs) Okay, the title of the paper is Inhibition of Alpha-glucosidase and Pancreatic Lipase Properties of Mitragyna speciosa. Kratom leaves. And like I said, it's a team from um, the uh, Thai University. And I'll just say their little summary of what they do in the study. In the study, phytochemical analysis of mitragynine, 7-hydroxymitragynine, quercetin, and rutin were performed in kratom extracts. The effects of alpha-glucosidase and pancreatic lipase activities were investigated in kratom extracts and mitragenine. So they're basically breaking down everything that's in the kratom leaves and they're doing a kinetic studies, like uh, it looks like Petri dish stuff where they test it against the substrate. And they're also comparing it to two medications for one for diabetes and one for the uh, lipids, be like a cholesterol medication.
1: Broadly, this is a a study that's looking at the potential role of Kratom and its constituents to have a, you know, a role, a treatment role or a treatment potential in obesity related diseases, namely like diabetes, where your blood sugar is all out of whack and your lipid profiles can be out of whack. Aside from diabetes as well, there are a number of, you know, health conditions related to obesity. And so it was interesting this is one of the first articles that I think we've come across um, and I think they mentioned it as well. Like, there's only been one other study in this sort of, um, from this perspective, in this arena, um, looking at the ability of the constituents within kratom to ha- have a positive effect on the blood sugar and lipid profile abnormalities of to diabetes.
0: It said uh, there were a couple other uh, studies. And then, and it's also, kratom's tr- been used traditionally as a traditional medicine for diabetes and and cholesterol. So this is starting to look at down to the compound level, wh- what it's doing and how it's actually working. The definition of some of these terms, alpha- Glucosidase is a glucosidase located in the brush border, the small intestine. It breaks down starch and disaccharides to glucose into small, simple, and absorbable carbohydrates. Got a link from Science Direct that yields glucose. Uh, All plants contain glucosidase as an endocellular enzyme, and it resides in germinated and non germinated cereals. So, uh, from what I got from it, it it basically. it basically breaks down carbohydrates into glucose. So, so a lot of the medications for diabetes, Ecarbose uh, is the one they test in here. Ecarbose, it's an inhibitor of this glucosidase. They treat diabetes with alpha glucosidase inhibitors or AGI's. Uh, lipase is a pancreatic enzyme that catalyzes the breakdown of fats into fatty acids and glycerol or other alcohols. 25% of people with diabetes have elevated lipase. And they're also looking at the flavanols like quercetin. I know we did a a whole paper on quercetin, and it's found in a, a variety of fruits and vegetables, kale, grains, capers, red onions, Kratom has an unusually high amount of it. And then root, rutin is the glycoside combining the flavanol, quercetin, and the disaccharide rutinose. It is a citrus flavonoid found in a variety of plants, including citrus. So I'm just kind of defining the terms that we're going to look at. Mm-hmm. The next thing it says is compared with the anti-diabetic agent or medication at Carbos, Richard show showed the most potent A-glucosidase inhibition with less potent activity of pancreatic lipase inhibition. So it actually is more potent than this commonly used diabetes glucosidase inhibitor. Mm Acarbose. Analysis of glucosidase and pancreatic kinetics revealed that mitragynine inhibited non-competitive and competitive effects respectively. Combining mitragynine with Acarbose resulted in a synergistic interaction with the glucosidase inhibition. These results have established the potential of mitragynine from creatum as a herbal supplement for the treatment and prevention of diabetes mellitus. Mellitus, going crazy with the pronunciation. I don't, there
1: any, I don't think that's a very like a special type of diabetes. Did you look Mm-mm. into that?
0: No, that's type two bi- diabetes. Like I have that, and I have like very mild type two di- diabetes uh, that I I control with metformin. It's just a long word for diabetes. Diabetes mellitus. Uh huh. So there's type one and type two of diabetes mellitus. Uh, the lipase inhibitor they use was Orlistat that competes with dietary lipid molecules for enzymatic active sites. Um, It's prescribed for obese patients. But it says, however, long-term use of these drugs is often reported to cause some severe side effects. Uh, efforts have been directed toward discovering medicines from natural products due to their low cost, relative safety, probability of high compliance, and low instances of undesirable side effects. It also says, is for all From the introduction, natural products are known to be remarkable sources for dis- discovering possible therapeutic approaches for metabolic disorders, such as anti-diabetic and anti-obesity drugs. Hence, extensive experiments were made to investigate the effects of molecules from natural products through enzyme inhibition assay. So this is what they're looking at now. It's kind of a continuation, it seems, in the introduction in a field of study on plants, plant medicine and and dietary supplements from plants um, mm-hmm. and, and the, the interesting thing they're they're talking about the phenolics alkaloids terpenoids flavonoids glycosides have shown potent pancreatic lipase and a glucosidase in in inhibitory activities, and it it mentions after that that M. speciosa or Cratum contains a diverse group of secondary metabolites. So that was my question, like if plants that have all these diverse metabolites, does that suggest that maybe it, it helps human metabolism to consume these plants?
1: Yeah. So the, the, the diversity of the metabolites within different plant compounds and how they help with like aiding in digestion and, and metabolism in humans. Yeah. I mean, certainly, um, especially ones that are involved in like enzymatic degradation, you know, breaking down of proteins and into their their sugars or complex sugars. I mean, with leukosadase, what we're talking about there is like basically breaking down from polysaccharides to monosaccharides or sugars during metabolism. And so, you know, if there are compounds that are found in naturally occurring um, plants that either inhibit or, you know, have synergistic relationship where they're not inhibiting, but they're helping promote the activity of these compounds, then presumably it would help with, uh, with those metabolic processes, certainly.
0: It, it kind of reminded me of, uh, you know, people take stuff for like gut health that increase the biodiversity of your bacteria going Mm -hmm. on in your gut because they Mm -hmm. themselves are active and interactive with a lot of other things. Yeah, and it did list, it says, Previous studies have reported that cradom leaves exhibit activity that controlled diabetes and lipid profile. And it lists six of them, and I think most of them, uh, uh, I looked at those, I think most of them are... Uh, cholesterol and like you said there's only a couple other ones that really studied diabetes other than like I think there was some that took uh, groups of Kratom users and like probably measured their blood sugar their A1C or something like that just to see if they you know had any higher or lower with the control group Um, but then there's only been a couple that have actually looked at it from a chemistry standpoint like this one and so they used Kratom from Thailand, from southern Thailand on the Malaysian Peninsula, the Malay Peninsula, it's actually called, which is um, southern Thailand and Malaysia, and that's where the kratom grows, and then, like, right south of that is uh, the section of Indonesia where it grows. So they used the local Thai leaves. Uh, They prepared extracts, um, ethanol, methanol, and water. Ethanol was the one that seemed to extract the most stuff out of it. Alkaloids, uh the most flavonoids, the most everything ethanol t- seemed to work the best, followed by methanol and then water, they got very little of the stuff out of it to to study. And that would be the total phenolic content, total flavonoid content, and total alkaloid content. And the kinetic study is kinda where they measured the glucosidase inhibition and then and the lipase inhibition. So do you know anything mm-hmm. about how, how kinetic studies work?
1: It's very similar to probably what we're doing when we're studying the pharmacokinetics of drug action in the brain. Um, if you're doing kinetic studies of protein, a protein interaction you're essentially trying to understand how well you know that two proteins interact with each other and so if you have them in a petri dish or, or a controlled amount a controlled concentration and then you introduce the lipase or a, a protein that or an enzyme that is going in there to break down you know whatever is in your substrate i'm pretty sure that what they're doing is just watching like how quickly the substrate of interest is being degraded. Do you know what I mean? So they're looking yeah. at a rate, uh, the rate of the interaction, protein to protein interaction, or the rate of enzymatic degradation of a particular protein on its substrate.
0: And it also looks like they're determining the IC fifty. What does that measure? Is like the potency of the actual drug when it works? The definition I got was. The IC50 is a concentration of a drug or inhibitor needed to inhibit a biological process or response by
1: 50%. Okay, right, um, and it's yeah. So it's just it's like um, to take it back to psychopharm or maybe like human example. So when you're doing dose response curves, your LD50 is when that's the, the dose of the drug that you're looking at starts causing lethal doses in 50% of the time, or your effective dose ED50. Is that at these concentrations, uh, 50% of respondents are now getting the effects they're presumably looking for. And so an IC50 has to do with inhibitory concentrations. So if you're measuring how potently uh, a, molecule, a molecule or an enzyme can inhibit a specific biological or biochemical process, you know, in our case, the degradation of these complex sugars. Um, IC fifty would be the point at which the inhibitor has reached fifty percent inhibition of the you know the function at hand. You know what I mean? So yeah, at, th- at this dose, at this concentration, fifty percent of whatever is being inhibited has been inhibited.
0: And they used uh, four concentrations of test inhibitors. So the test inhibitors were the mytragenin in three different extracts: ethanol,
1: the methanol, and the water. I think that is so they had three different extracts from kratom plants and they I think wisely included the fact that there was an ethanol um, extract based extraction there was a water based extraction and then the third one was a what type of extraction remember methanol extraction and and like you mentioned at the beginning what it turned out was the alcohol extraction or the ethanol extraction exhibited the highest total content of the active compounds from the kratom leaf
0: yeah they they did the acarbose, which is the diabetes drug to measure um, the inhibition of the glucosidase enzyme. That's the one that's prescribed uh, as a diabetes um, medication. Orlistat was the one that measured against uh, the lipase inhibition. The results, they found that mitragynine was actually more potent. It had a lower IC50, so that would be more potent than the acarbose. It was less potent on the on the lipids. and then the strongest one was a combination of kratom extracts and a carbose mm-hmm. against, against the um, diabetes. So I don't think they tested a combination against the uh, lipids because the kratom was actually less effective than the, than the uh, standard medication on the lipids. So they're basically t- testing kratom against drugs that are prescribed for kratom and it actually did better than the one and i forgot to read our disclaimer i was going to do an extra disclaimer this time to tell people that if you have diabetes definitely go to the doctor don't just try to wing it with kratom i i don't think that would be a good mm-hmm. idea especially mm-hmm. when you get into like diabetes and then there's like a lot of studies that show cannabinoids uh, shrink uh, certain tumors, but you shouldn't just like if you have cancer, you shouldn't just stay home and smoke weed. I think w- when you get into serious stuff, you gotta you know go to the doctor and and rely on prescription medication because you never know what your next batch of kratom is gonna be. Like it might work mm-hmm. one time, then it might not, not have enough alkaloid content the next time. Just wanted to put that in there. Extra dis- There's always mm-hmm. a disclaimer at the top of the uh, top of the episode, but just an extra one. Tables one to three. Kind of just show uh, how much content they got out of the various extracts. Figure 3 and Table 4 that shows my tragenine being a greater inhibitor of the um, glucosidase, but a weaker inhibitor than uh, the lipase than Orlistat. Okay, the results showed that the IC50 of Kratom Extracts combined with Acarbose, the official diabetes medication, was lowered almost two-fold compared with that of Acarbose alone. Interestingly, the combination treatments with mytragenine at the con- concentrations of 200 and 300... Uh, mic- micromolar. Micromolars decreased IC50 values compared to that with mixed Kratom Extracts. That is interesting. However, 100 micromolar of mytragenine showed less potency than that of kratom extracts. Okay, so the mitragynine alone was more potent than the mixed kratom extracts. However, Mm -hmm. um, 100 of mitragynine showed less potency than that of kratom extracts. So you have to have more mitragynine as compared to the extracted, probably because the other alkaloids are doing something to inhibit uh, the mytragenine. Thus, the results indicated that mytragenine and kratom is a major constituent for reducing blood glucose as well as improving the e- efficiency of a carbose, which is a reference standard for glucose-lowering drug. So, mytragenine did pretty well, in other words, of uh, uh, lowering the blood sugar in this Petri dish, dish test.
1: It, uh-huh. Yeah, in the kinetic studies. And you can see, you know, if you look at the best one, I think at least lays out what we were discussing here. So yeah, they did, of course, all of the analytical chemistry to verify the constituents of what their different extracts were. But if you look at figure three, inhibitory effect yeah. of the creative extracts and metragenine against the glucosice A and B, so the methanol extract, the, the three extracts, and you can see that the... Uh, ethanol extract um was the fastest and had the least amount of concentration required to um, inhibit those activities and then on b really is where we see metragenine versus the more traditional uh acarbose uh, medication Mm -hmm. and it looks like they follow the same degradation pattern overall in terms of like the slope to get down to um you know zero percent remaining activities yeah um and it looks like that the metragenine does that with a little bit less uh, of the micromolar concentration, so it doesn't need to be as uh, concentrated as the acarbose. They're very similar, though, that's yeah. for sure.
0: Would be interesting for um, that because they even said, you know, long-term use uh, may lead to some severe side effects. I don't know particularly for acarbose. Maybe that would be interesting to look up, acarbose long-term side effects. Let me... but. I mean, if, if like, mitraginine causes less long-term side effects, then it would be better to either combine them or or use uh, mitraginine alone. And we keep seeing that, you know, mitraginine alone has less, uh, quote-unquote, abuse potential than, say, like, 7-hydroxy or, you know, definitely opioids. So they might the people developing drugs might be a little apprehensive to use a diabetes drug. That's also acts as an opioid. But if mm-hmm. they're, sh- if they're showing that it's, it's all in the, just kratom as a whole, that causes like dependency and that. And maybe mitragenine doesn't, or it's very little and very controllable, then it might be beneficial as a diabetes drug.
1: Yeah. And so were you, were we going to go down to figure five at some point?
0: Yeah, yeah. I was just looking up that Acarbo's long-term side effects. Symptoms include rash, redness, swelling, rare liver damage issues, yellowing in the whites of your eyes or skin, stomach swelling, pain in the upper right portion of your stomach. Yeah, that's whatever. Everything has side effects. But uh, (laughs) if it's particularly common, some of these side effects would be unpleasant. Somebody would probably want to
1: switch medications.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. So, figure five, let's see.
1: Yeah. So, f- figure, f- figure five is the IC50 values uh, of alifuglucoside of a combinatorial kratom extract or metragenine with the traditional um, treatment acarbose. And so okay. you can see just the acarbose alone. I'm guessing what they're looking at is the molar concentrations and the IC50 value. So it looks like in order for the acarbose alone to reach IC50, you need it to be about 1,000 uh, 1,100 1, yeah. um, in terms of concentration. But then when you add um, the ethanol extract, the methanol extract, and the aqueous extract, it drops that, you know, by you know definitely more than half but if we're talking about 1200 down to 400 it looks like it could achieve the the ic50 at much lower concentration so it seems like they have a very good synergistic effect
0: and and would the first would the three plus e plus m plus aq would just be kratom full alkaloid extracts and then and then the second one would be just mitragynine at 100 200 300 um, micromolar
1: yeah, it looks like it was just mitraginine. And so ethanol extracts, you know, they were talking about how they have the, you know, phenolic content, total phenolic content, yeah. total flavonoid content, total alkaloid content. So it's like, um, you know, going uh, with a rosin or another, um, you know, full bouquet of what the plant has to off- of offer versus just the mitraginine on its own. So it looks like yeah. there's, there's, you know, a- added value having the, that phen- phenolic content there.
0: It's interesting how the um, acarbose with any of the extracts is lower than acarbose with mytraginine at 100. It, it, lower as in well, actually higher, more amount to reach uh, the same potency than, um, then when then when you give them 200 of mytraginine, it just sinks down and then look, looks like the best all overall is like 300 of mytragine is slightly lower than 200. But that mm-hmm. my Trajanine at 100 is almost the same. A little bit better than, than the uh, Carbos and Potency.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's pretty funny. It's interesting. I wonder why that would work that way. Uh, I guess it's just not... like a tr- My Trajanine alone isn't enough at that level, but it has to be increased um, otherwise kratom extracts. The only thing I, uh, I just had in the discussion, it says our research suggests that kratom leaves, particularly mitragyny, have promising potential for use in therapy and protective applications in di- diabetic patients, uh, cerebral supplements, in, conju- in conjunction with standard pharmacological approaches. So if a doctor might see this and say, that's something a doctor could try, like uh, your blood sugar's still going high with this uh, medication, why don't you try taking a couple of Kratom capsules every day with your uh, with your diabetes medication. I wonder if a mm-hmm. doctor would try that. But like I said, you should tell your doctor first instead of rolling the dice. But if we get st- standardization of the supplement, would have to come first. Um, and it and it's funny how like because it's funny how it acts in conjunction with a lot of other drugs. Because it's like well, you know, you probably shouldn't combine it with fentanyl or alcohol but um it has potential to enhance effects of other pharmaceuticals that might have their own undesirable side effects so you could take less of the other one if your doctor says and along with the kratom yeah and and with my metformin I, i i don't know if it was the metformin it was probably just what i ate that day but i've gotten sick a couple times on kratom and i'm wondering if it was i was taking it too close along with my metformin because it'll really pull, like, if I eat, like, three piece, big pieces of pizza with all that bread and stuff, and the Metformin will pull that shit right out of my body. So it makes me eat better because then I won't get, like, sick while I'm on this stuff. Uh, it makes me eat less sugar because it really punishes me if I have like an ice cream or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, not too bad, but I'm more likely to get sick from eating a lot of sweets or a lot of uh, like white bread, carbohydrate type of thing. So it's actually that's just how it works. Uh, and and my A1C is normal now, but um, but yeah, I'm wondering if uh if I've ever taken that them too close together, if they're actually just Give me a double whammy, even though the mechanism of action is different. And I looked up I looked up this. Um, this is on kratom.org, and I don't mind giving them a plug, but they're pretty good. It seemed like a pretty decent website, and there was a doctor that wrote this article. It's like a drug interaction guy, this guy, Dr. Kevin Carlson, and I'll put the link up, but he, he talked about mm-hmm. um, kratom with metformin. He said they, they have a different mechanism of action. Metformin isn't metabolizing the liver, but it should be Kratom should be used with caution in people who have been diagnosed with diabetes. Effects in blood pressure and blood sugar levels are unpredictable. Um, some reports suggest it lowers blood sugar others have found it can increase blood sugar which is really weird um, the direction uh-huh. of this effect depends on the dose the strain being used and the state of the user's metabolic health I mean we can see with the mitragynine dose it didn't really work uh, very well on the um, glucosidase inhibition at 100 units but it, you had to increase it to 200 so that might kind of interact in a different level with different people who have different diets and different meta- metabolisms so i think you, you could consider it a risk but it's been a year since i've been on the metformin and i've never i've never had that until recently but it was a couple times but
1: uh but it does seem like you know in some ways this does seem like a viable um approach in order to improve someone's response, like if they're not responding to the typical drugs alone, that this would be a, you know, this would be a good approach to do that.
0: It could be like, you could take the paper to your doctor and say, well, what do you think of this? And then there's in that, in the paper, there's a lot of other papers that they could look at and, you know, be like, look, there's a few studies that show that this actually lowers blood sugar. It was used in traditional medicine like that. Uh, what do you think? Uh, let's let's do an experiment on my body, Doc. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who would go for that, but I mean, I think most of the doctors. Like I've even talked to a couple doctors that said, "Well, you know, I'm not. I can't prescribe kratom, but I can say if somebody who's doing it, they're fine and their blood levels look good and everything. I can say, oh, all right, keep doing it, but you know." with all the cautionary caveats on there but we're not suggesting you do anything i'm suggesting you can try get a medical professionals uh seriously like because like diabetes is nothing to mess with neither is cancer or anything else uh it's just one of those things that might be an option for somebody who's uh who can talk to their doctor about it and but I just think everybody every every time I'm on Reddit I just want to tell like so many people just go get your blood checked there was recently a guy that was like I take 20 I take like 40 grams a day my blood's fine my kidneys are fine <laughs> and then you see people reply like oh yeah that's great I'm, I was worried that I was taking too
1: much I, I th- if I, sorry if I'm just repeating what I just said but even the authors of this paper are saying very much that this is like uh, you know that not a lot has been done in this everybody's looking at the use of, uh, the keratum extracts and, and like pain management and pain control, but it could have a role in obesity, but there you know e- w- even within this article, the authors are not suggesting that people immediately go out and start supplementing you know their diabetes treatment with with kratom. but it does seem to be worth investigating a little bit further, I guess is that that's what they're suggesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. and hopefully we see more with this because a lot a lot's been focused on the opioid activity. And um, not a lot's been been focused on the others. and I and I like I said, I think with mytragonine, they're showing that it's it's um, even that deuterated mittragine. there's two companies that deuterated uh, the alkaloids. The one did it with mytragine and the one did it with seven uh, hydroxy. The mytragy, they are doing y- human clinical trials because once they add that the molecule they can patent, patent it as a drug. So the this one company cures Inc. Uh, they're doing, um, they've been doing human clinical trials, and and it's showing that there's. Uh, low uh, abuse potential there's no um, published science on any of it yet so far i mean this is just from press releases so none of it's published yet because it's undergoing mm-hmm. patent approval it's showing that even this with this deuterium molecule there they even i think they've just announced a press release so there's nothing been, but they said that it's showing low abuse potential just like the um Folks at University of Florida are showing low abuse potential with mitragynine alone, as long as there's no, not a high level of 7-hydroxy. It just looks like, I mean, as a cholesterol-lowering thing, as a, like a diabetes, blood sugar-lowering thing, um, as, long as, and as well as the opioid-like pain reliever, the mitragynine alone at least um, might be a potential for, for doing some good things in the future.
1: I'll have to. An add interesting it. article over album.
0: Definitely, and and um, I think we've probably done a couple from that university. Uh, well, lilac, that's how it's that's how it's spelled. But I lo- I tried to look up the pronunciation of that, but I couldn't find that one. But I'd like to pronounce thing pronounce things great, but I pronounce kratom Kratom, So I'm all right. <laughs> nobody can, nobody can in Thailand is looking at me for proper pronunciation of anything. I don't, but.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can only do the best. It's the best we can ask. Also, I started a um, a cannabis museum subreddit. Yeah, what's what's the uh, Reddit? Reddit.com R slash cannabis museum.
0: Oh, cool. Thank you, Dr. John Cachet. Check him out on social media at JCachet, and the Cannabis Museum subreddit. Check us out at Creative Science on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Kratom Science. Please like, subscribe, share, rate, review. The music is Captain Big Wheel. The song is Moon Runner. Kratom Science Journal Club is produced by me, Brian Gallagher, for KratomScience.com. Take care.